0: welcome 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 i don't know why i say that i've been doing it for 15 episodes and i've been told i can't stop so that's how we're going to open it up it's a sunday it's beautiful outside i'm happy to be here we have a very special guest his name's chase fallow i think i pronounced that right all right fucking egg we're off to a good start Chase is a 2014 STM graduate. He was drafted in the first round of the MLB draft, number 40th, to the Kansas City Royals organization. We're very excited to have him on. This is like our first fucking official guest that we've ever had. Like We've had guests that's not to disrespect anybody else that's been on here, okay? But this is like official, official, okay? Like We're breaking through the ceiling right now, you know what I mean? That's what it feels like. So we're, we're very happy to have you on. Um, you know, Chase is going to speak on some of the things that he encounters in the minors. Um, he also gives lessons at Raging Cages right now for catchers. If you're interested, hit him up. I G baseball or softball doesn't matter. Baseball or softball don't matter. He's he's not uh, particular. How
1: can people get a hold of you? Instagram or uh, you can go through Instagram or um, contact Raging Cages. I believe they have their phone number on their website, and you can go through there and give them a call, and they can. Set you up through the whole booking process. Dug oh. Well, how, how can people follow you on Instagram? Are you open to that or? Oh yeah, my I'm not on private. I, I think it's Chase Valo, or Chase V25 or underscore something like that. Just oh, wait, us. wait, hold on. Yeah, hold on. I, I I definitely think every time I see
2: Chase like uh, like something or just a notification from you, I think you have to, like the blue check. Yeah, the blue check. Chase has the blue I have, check. I am have, have
1: verified. That's what?
2: Kind of it's guessing. Chase
3: underscore Valo twenty five. Yep.
2: All right.
0: Hey! Now what did, the what did I just, With the blue check. What did I just tell you? We're breaking through the ceiling right now. We've got oh, no. we've got a whole 215 followers. We've got a blue check verified It's sitting in our booth today. We're very very fortunate. Chase, just go ahead and you know share one of our posts and maybe we'll get a few follows off of it. of course. But you know we had talked a little bit before we started and you wanted to share maybe what it's like. What's that whole process been like? Being drafted. It's probably been like a whirlwind of this, that, making sure everything's kind of in place and together and lined up, and then the actual baseball comes, you know? So can you go into what that process has been like for you?
1: Yeah, so I got drafted in 2014. Um, I was 17 years old. I just recently graduated high school. Um, so did a lot of pre-draft workouts and watched the draft on TV, and the commissioner came on and announced my name. and it didn't feel real it was like wow and then all of a sudden my phone started blowing up had like 200 text messages missed calls and um, from there we negotiated my contract and four days later I was off to a plane on Kansas City to go sign and from there went to Arizona for a little two-week mini camp and then went to the season and as a 17 year old it was kind of really difficult because I've never really been away from home, and, um, so I had, needless to say, I had to grow up pretty quick. Fucking like I
0: saw that you played for the in Blue Rocks. Actually, I have family in Delaware, so I've been to a no game way. or two. Yeah, this has been a long time, so I didn't, get, I didn't get to see you play, but, uh, been to a few Blue Rock
4: games.
1: Woman does a graveyard. Ball,
4: ball <laughs> does not fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of the good things about it, is we were... 30 minutes from Philadelphia, so Philadelphia's really cool
0: and really good Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, it doesn't compare to mine. Okay, because I, I actually do throw down some cheesesteaks in the okay, call Carl talking shit already. Bro. No, I mean, I, I ain't got nothing to do but talk shit because somebody <laughs> my boss actually made, I, I don't know, I may have said this before but you talk shit before, because afterwards you might not have a chance to. You know what I mean? Wait, <laughs> that, that, that should be wise,
1: wise words to live by.
0: Yeah. That should be <laughs> our tagline right there. I mean, it fits, right? It fits. So, That's what she said. That, how how? Now she never. Mind. <laughs> <Yeah. All> right, <laughs> now they I'll edit that out. Now leave are. that shit in there, bro. Right? <laughs> leave it in there. So, what's the what's the grind like? Is it everything that movies and TV make it out to be? Um, you know, Greyhound buses and sleeping on the floor or shitty ass hotels
1: or this and that and the other uh, is it-, it it it's that and more i mean you show up to the ballpark so you got a seven o'clock game you show up to the ballpark at one thirty, and you're there from one thirty 30 to about 11 o'clock at night i mean you got your bp you got your pregame, you got your you gotta eat before the game and obviously got the game and then after the game it's you gotta do your rehab and stuff and it's a lot of routine based stuff and uh, once you go on a road trip, I mean, some bus trips are 12, 13 hours. So you're driving through the middle of the night, sleeping on the on the floor of a Greyhound bus, and it's it's not for everyone. Yeah, you gotta love it, right? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, the pay isn't great, but I mean, it, it's not all about the pay. I mean, it's you're you're trying to get your you're trying to achieve your dream, and that's the end of the day. all it's, it's, it's it's more of a hobby than it is a
0: job. No doubt. Well, everything that, you know, before you came on, I did a little research, like I tend to do. And every article that I read said that you can just fucking rake, right? So,
2: rake. I strike out a lot, too. No, but that's okay. I mean, okay. He, I mean he's, yeah. a, he's a power hitter. Like, Chase, you, yeah. you and I have kind of talked about this. Yeah. Like, what, what's your, like, your, obviously, your position is catcher. But, you know, you're a power hitter, man. So, like, yeah, you right. can you can fucking jack the ball out of there. And I've seen several videos of you, of you doing that, right? So... It's uh, even though you may strike out a lot, but
4: that's
1: kind of like what it is. It's like the risk versus reward. Right. I mean, kind of in today's game, it's the long ball is king. I mean, you got guys in the major leagues that strike out 200 times and hit 40 homers and make a hundred million dollars. I mean, it, <laughs> and at the same time, it, it's like nobody wants to strike out 150 times. But at the end of the day, it's
0: you got to well, do what you got to do. The, the crazy thing is, is you know, I help coach nine-year-olds girls in softball and trying to get them to understand that three out of 10 is success, you know? Getting great getting success. them to understand that whole concept is foreign to them because they come from t-ball where almost every time is success. And then they go into coach pitch, which is like 80 to 90% success rate, you know? So then they go into actual kid pitch and they have lost because, holy shit, I struck out. Oh, damn, I got out. Oh, damn, I, 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 didn't, struggle with that. I didn't succeed, you know what I mean? And it's keeping it in a perspective. Of what success is in, at each level, you know, and it's probably a lot more amplified where you're at, right? Because everything, I'm sure, the analytics, how they look at you, how they look at your stats, how they look at everything, um, is only magnified, you know, and they probably give that feedback back to you, yeah, to try and do something with it, right? So that's that's really cool. I mean, I know JB had mentioned. That COVID kind of really put a put a an hamper and put a, a wrench a wrench in your your whole routine. Can you talk
1: a little bit about that? Yeah. So the the way it works in the minor leagues is um, after after your sixth full year, you become a free agent. And well, my sixth full year would have been 2020, which was COVID year. So we didn't get to play. So I didn't get an opportunity to give the team a chance to see if they wanted to resign me or not, so I went to Arizona where our spring training was and had a a month-long, we call it, instructs, which is like a little modified spring training. Well, I get there, the very first game, I strain my hamstring and miss two weeks, and so that kind of put a damper on things, and um, I come back and they're like, yeah, you're going to become a free agent, so they're like, yeah, we're going to let you test free agency, and... At that point, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my baseball career. And um, At that point, I just left it up to God. and I'm like, I will be wherever you need me to be, and I will do whatever you need me to do. And I kind of job in independent ball this past year, and I was very grateful for that. And so, I mean, a lot of people got messed up by COVID. Yeah, I can, I
2: can about imagine, man. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't, didn't like the whole... The whole minor league system
1: had to, like, make
0: cuts. Right yeah,
1: so, so. It was a reduction, just in general. I want to say each team had to get rid of, so there's 30 teams. Each team had to get rid of three teams. So, with that, I mean, each team has 25 players, so that's, 75 players per organization, if not, more. not more. more, yeah, So it's it was,
2: yeah, to, to think about, like, the, just the adversity, like, you're, not, not only are you talking about 75 people, individuals, that, like, this is what they're going after, like, this is their dream, or mm-hmm. their career that they're, you know, thinking, like, going, going for, mm-hmm. you're also talking about, like, that 75 individuals who are, like, fighting for positions, right? right, so, in my mind, it's, like, now the game starts, right, Yeah. What do you do at this point? Because now it's going to get a little bit more savage. Where maybe it was a little bit more relaxed. You had a little more,
1: more leeway. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, no, right? it it you it, mean, it, it know, was more know. cutthroat time and just <laughs> sure. you, survival of the fittest, man. Right. For sure. But, but I always like to think like whenever one door closes, another one opens. And
2: so I think that's a beautiful thing. And chase one thing, and I like I appreciate just from like us. Like, see, seeing your journey so far and, like, just chatting with you is that, like, you have this impression, like, you, you're a great ball player and you want to play ball. So that doesn't change. And that stays consistent no matter what happens. Right. Because no matter what, no matter what you do, and I think a lot of people need to hear this, right? Like, no matter what you do, you're going to have adversity, you're going to have challenges, you're going to have shit that pops in, in, in your face and say, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. But I'll, it's never the end journey that, that I like to like, think of don't think about the end result, appreciate the process you're going through right now. Right, right? I mean, mean? I feel like that's
1: a lot of kind of what like your journey has been. Like, they did the grind, countless times, man. Like, I've endured freak incidents. Like, I got hit in the face with a 93 mile hour fastball, and I had to miss two months with that. And it just, at that point, I was like, why did this happen to me? And looking back now, it's, I still don't know the answer why, but, Maybe God was trying to tell me like I need to get more comfortable with certain things and I mean just There's a saying in sports where you've seen it all Well. I, I've you, seen a lot of things, but I haven't seen
2: it all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've seen a 90,
1: 93 month an hour fastball
2: to your
0: face, though, right? Not before that, for sure. No. Well, I definitely hope, you know, I know you're still pretty young, but I hope you take the opportunity to talk to kids about this because it seems like I have friends that played some college ball and quit halfway through because that's a whole next level of commitment and grind than high school ball. And then the minors is that well, a next another step, right? Above college ball. And then actual major league is probably the, the hardest step, right? So it's like everybody, every kid, from the time they're five, six, seven, wants to play in major leagues, but don't really understand what that takes, you yeah. know? And it takes a lot, and it takes a lot of, you've got to love it. If you don't love it, you're going to fall off of it, you know? And people think they might love it, but love their version of the game as it is to them. But that might not be the reality of what
1: the game actually is. Right? 100%. I mean, however long baseball's been going on, it's over a hundred and something years. I looked at this stat the other day. There was only 13 or 14,000 players that have played at least one day in the major leagues over X amount of years. It's, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an elite of the cream
0: of the crop. No doubt. And to think it employs a pretty large number of people every year, yeah. year over year, you know what I mean? So,
2: you, you ever see the uh I'm, I'm going to be cheesy for a second, but you ever you ever watch The Office? And um I can't think of it. I've actually never seen The Office.
3: I, I I really don't watch it either. You never seen it Office? And I love Seinfeld. I've
2: never seen one I mean, episode. Seinfeld's great, but oh, the Seinfeld's, Seinfeld's Seinfeld. the greatest
3: show that's ever come on TV. It's not really a discussion. You but... never seen
2: Seinfeld <laughs> either. Can we not have a discussion about this? We're,
3: we're not talking. <laughs>
0: You were, you were probably old enough to watch the new episodes come out.
4: <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was. <laughs> so were you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> but that was after
2: like 45 seasons, bro. Let, let me bring it back really quick. There's okay. a there's a, a little t- uh, hot take of um, I can't think of his name, but he's like, you know, you know, the one thing I the one thing I wish I would I would realize is the good old times. Whenever the good old times are here, right? A lot of times when we you look at just life in general like the good old days right mm-hmm. i wish i would realize the good old days when it's here yeah because, because you're you only really really do it when you look back yeah no doubt and this was like i think this was like towards the end of the office like ending and it was maybe is it bernard i can't think of his name whatever his name was he said that it's kind of a little snippet that pops up on ig or like uh tick tock as well and i think that like once again, going back to the point of life, enjoy the process. So no matter if you're sports, business, life in general, relationships, like, enjoy the process and, and just understand the process is not going to be like uh, butterflies or rainbows. It's going to suck. You're going to have really hard times. You're going to be going to be at the field from one to eleven thirty p.m. You're going to have those times, and I think uh, you know, I'm sure. Probably more than anybody that can relate, you know, Chase. Obviously, you, but Tyler. I mean, Tyler, you've been you've been coaching for several years now. I mean, you could probably relate the best in terms of hitting the grind,
3: right? No, I mean, kind of what he said. Like, <clears throat> a lot of kids like the idea of playing college baseball, or playing pro ball, or whatever. But until you go through that grind, I didn't go through that. Okay, but I I think I've been around enough that that I know you know that it's it's something you gotta love and. Even high school baseball to a certain extent, if you're serious about it and you want to win, it's, it's a lot of work. It's not a sometimes thing. You know, A guy coached with me for a lot of years, it's not a sometimes thing. It's an everyday thing, and it's a mindset. And I know at your level it's got to be a much even larger thing. But if you want to be successful in anything, high school sports is just a very small example of it. It's an everyday thing. And so we all have our off days, okay? But the most successful people in the world are people who don't have those off days. And I know Saban's brought up a lot and Saban's process is brought up a lot. But look at Nick Saban. When's the last time you saw Nick Saban yawn? You know what I mean? Like, that sounds stupid. But, like, somebody told me that one time. Like, as a coach, you shouldn't yawn in front of your players. Like, and that makes a lot of sense when I think about it because they're going to feed off of your energy and what you do. And so it's, it's the idea of... We all want to be successful. You know, why do you think the lottery is so successful? Because people want to be a millionaire really quick. People don't want to go through the process of doing what it takes to be a millionaire. And I get it. Not everybody can be a millionaire, okay? But as human beings, that's that's the mindset that let's find the quickest way to be successful and not go through what it takes. To go. I read something the other day about raising canes. Um, they're putting their corporate people in in their stores because they're having a shortage right now okay every person that's in corporate right now raising canes at some point worked in their restaurant as a as a um and you know, working the, the fries or whatever yeah, like that, that's that awesome right yeah. that's awesome because they went through the quote unquote process
4: yeah, and
3: so many people don't want to do that and so i think as a coach you try to help your players understand that i think that's like been my biggest thing since I took over as a head coach at 25 years old, not knowing what the hell I was doing. The only thing I cared about was trying to help prepare them to be successful human beings. Because in in the grand scheme of things, you can win, that's great. As Dabo said, I said this in one of the very first episodes, you can win, 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 win. Who gives a shit? If you're not making people better people to prepare them, because at some point your baseball journey's gonna end, right? If you're not equipping, equipping, I think I said the right word, equipping these people to be better people, What the hell are we doing in our profession? Because at the end of the day, they're going to run our country, God save us all, they're going to run our country, they're going to help make the decisions we all need, and they might put us all in nursing homes one day. (laughs) Uh, I
0: got got two quick things to say about that. One, the hard part for the young people today is that success is constantly portrayed in their face through social media and things like that. So that is part of the reason why they see just the end result. You know, or they look past the other things and just see that end result. The number two thing is, Chase, if you hear of any coaching job openings, this is a good coach right here. You know what I mean? So let him drop him a line. He's looking to elevate his status. You know what I mean?
3: I'm okay right now.
0: <laughs> he, he will definitely listen. I'll, uh, I'll be his agent. Okay. Nope. No, I'm, I'm good I'm
3: good I'm happy I'm good I'm I got, happy I, got a, I do
0: have Boy, edit that
3: out. No. no 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 He don't edit it out yeah. I mean don't get me wrong He I must float out
0: there A little bit if, it, if, it's, if it's If
3: it's If it's the right opportunity But I'm really happy Where I'm at I like living in Youngsville And It's a great opportunity And we're gonna We're gonna be okay Hey but I got
0: I got one bone to pick With you real quick That's fine I was supposed to be Your assistant coach And then we got a blue check Come over here <laughs> Offer it over there Chase oh, me. Offer me on the spot Do you have a phone go I didn't think so I got one Well I mean, <laughs> I, mean you, you,
3: you, I, I really don't know How you feel One day to the next So you know that's, I don't know That's true You you know,
1: I, I really didn't know If you were drunk
3: But you said it so. I probably was You, you can know? probably Throw better BP than me though
1: uh, I can't throw BP I, I
3: can tell you right now One thing <laughs> If there's anything I can do I can throw BP yeah, I can awesome. throw BP Alright
0: so If you ever make
3: it To the home run derby That's he, my guy that's, that's I guy. can throw BP yeah, I've thrown BP Since I was in high school When I was a freshman In high school I can throw a BP. I felt like you, threw, you uh, I promise I threw... Now, Ryan throws good, BB, good BP, too.
2: Before our alumni game, I feel
3: like... No, I did not. No, you didn't. because you know, I was coaching at Central. So uh, I, I just went to, to visit. Oh, but okay, okay. I can throw a BP. That's one thing okay, I can okay. do. A couple years ago, I had some really good assistants. I've been very blessed. They were the worst BP throws I've ever seen in my life. So I threw every single day, which I don't mind. But, like, oh, the past couple years, I've had some good assistants that could throw. So it, it helped me a bunch, but I can throw BP. That's one thing I can do.
1: I will say this. I, I've tried to throw BP. It's actually not as easy as you
3: think it is. No, I agree with you.
1: I tried to throw you know, this is softball.
0: This was yesterday. I'm trying to throw softball BP to nine girls, okay? I, I'm not underhanding it because I can't do that shit either. But it was like... Fast enough to where it felt fast to them, but slow enough to where it felt like I had to just like flick it. Right. And so I'm trying to throw it right down the middle and just kind of flicking it. And I, I hit it kid twice actually. I actually, I refuse to. So
3: so Brady's five. I refuse to throw underhand to him because, one, I can't do it. And number two, he's not going to face underhand pitching. So if he gets to coach pitch over here and they throw underhand, like I'm yelling from the stand. That's the only time I'll yell. Yeah. You throw an overhand. And if he strikes out, he's not hitting off a damn tee. But that's another discussion for another day. We'll
2: get to it, that later. Can we go back to Tyler? Nicely point, done. Yeah, can, can we get back to your point in terms of. Yawning, right? This is something that I call people out on all, all the time. So I, I work virtually, this is just in business in general, like leading or teams or management, right? Like any of those topics. Anytime I'm on a Zoom meeting, cause I do Zoom meetings literally all day, that is my job. Unless I'm out of town visiting, visiting a gym. Anytime I see somebody yawn I always say, and it's it's in a very like light manner, like no yawning allowed, child. And like, we giggle about it, but I'm joking, but not joking at the same time. Because if they're yawning, there's something that they're either not interested in, or they're just mentally out of it. So I think to your point, like as a coach, as a leader, if you're yawning during a meeting, or during practice, whatever it is, that's an instant sign of, I don't want to say disrespect, mm-hmm. but it's a sign of like not interested, or just not in it 100%. And, I, and we, we always have a saying, like sweat the small stuff, so, like, it's not about, uh, and I'm sure this goes with, like, baseball or just in general sports or management. Like, sweat the small stuff. Take care of the day-to-day, the, the, the things that you don't, that you just go through the motions with. Make sure that's almost perfect, that's excellent. And then the big stuff's just going to come along with it, right?
3: But I will say about yawning until you have young kids sometimes. It's hard It's hard to understand. I'm just saying. I
2: was about to say, what, what,
0: priest, come on, tell it me. It is I... tough
3: with young kids sometimes. Okay. Can I yawn on
0: a on a call after hanging out with you? Because you usually <laughs> like staying here until 12 o'clock. And or drunk. you do too, but that's besides the
3: point.
1: <laughs> I, I, I usually leave before am Sorry to cut
3: you off. I leave before <laughs> all of you. Know, so but... y'all you are know,
1: saying Nick Saban doesn't yawn at
3: all? No, but do do you ever... like? I, I, I get what you're Saban saying. Saban always looks the same. It's the same reason why he... Of course he's older, because he's older. But Saban has not aged much. No. And I know that's genetics and whatever. But like... He never looks like he doesn't have energy. Right. And I know I've looked like I haven't had energy before, but I'm I i don't. I'm not saving. I'm never going to be saving. No one's ever going to be saving. But, like, I try not to not have energy, if that makes sense. Because, of course, I'm going to get on my players when they don't have energy. So if I don't have energy, like, how does that – like, I'll never forget a couple years ago. <laughs> Berwick put us in their tournament and put us playing a 6.30 game at night a 9 o'clock game in the morning, an 11.15 game in the morning. The the, the guy that was the coach at the time, nice guy, just complete oversight. Never – whatever. So, like, at first, like, my assistants were pissed. They were like, oh, screw us on purpose. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case. But we're going to find out a lot about us in this three-game stretch. The best team we were playing was the second game on Saturday. So we won – we played Berwick on Friday night. We won, of course – and then we played we played this was my concern. I'm sorry, the best thing we were playing was the first game on Saturday. So we beat them. We had to come back in the last inning and we score and we win. We played Morgan City after they were bad. So I wasn't worried about that. But the thing was it was gonna tell me a lot about us. Three games in less than 18 hours or whatever the amount it was. So we're gonna figure it out. I mean we won all three and it was like, alright, we okay. we okay and then of course COVID screwed everything up and whatever but for us that was a really good moment like we did something right we taught these dudes something. we had a lot of seniors but we taught these dudes something right because as I always I always use this human nature tells us to be tired and feel sorry for ourselves and whatever so I made it a point that I let them sleep in a little bit you you know we got there a little bit later than what we normally would and was honest with them I was dog tired because it was cold the night before, and I don't know about y'all, but when it's really cold, the next day I'm, like, a little more tired because you're expending a little more energy because you're cold. I don't know. I, I think that's a thing. And so, like... Science. It, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, well, we can't always trust the science. But <laughs> so, so like, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, if I, if I show up exhausted drinking coffee, that's a sign, like, so... Didn't drink any coffee, showed up. I was the first person. I made sure. I'm sorry for slapping. I just was really bad for the audience. But I made sure I was the first person there, ready to go. I think Brady was there with me in the morning. We were ready to go. Me and him were throwing the ball before anybody got there, just to prove a point. I think it had nothing to do with the game because we started slow, but we still found a way to win. And so sometimes you just you, you gotta. But I'm not gonna agree with you on the if you're yawning what, until you have young kid. i
2: just, saying, oh, man, I'm that, just that, that, That's the exception. Maybe yeah. let's say that these the people that I. I
3: understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. But yes. some
0: some people probably don't like to drink five energy drinks a day either. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you oh, like you have a really good point. Thank you. you point. All right, they they're worried you, about. You right.
1: Their heart condition. So and take it easy on your hands. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of energy Have you, you ever had red line?
2: <laughs> uh, Chase, do you want to-, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. want to hear a story about red lines? here
1: <laughs> Really <laughs> quick. You, you go for a
2: doctorate. Okay, I gradually, like, when I was in college, I got introduced to energy drinks, like, the original green monsters, right? So got into that and got into, like, uh, um, like, pre-workout. And then I got introduced to red line. First time I've had a red line, I took, you know, like, the little bottle. It's mm-hmm. two servings in one, right? And so I was like, okay, cool. I downed the whole thing. And I'm like, oh crap, there's two servings in this. The same I start freaking sweating. <laughs> I'm like like profusely sweating, not knowing what to do myself. And I just, I was working was like in the gym. I cleaned the whole entire gym in probably about like, two hours. So yeah,
1: it was tough. So I did the same exact thing, except I took mine before a baseball game. i was <laughs> kind of like what Tyler was saying. I was like, I was just dog tired. I was like, I needed that little spark. So I was like, "What's the worst that can happen?" I drink the whole Red Line. I literally can hear my heart beat playing at first, base. I'm like this is not good. How am I going to get through a nine-inning game when I feel like I'm about to run through a brick wall? So needless to say, if I do drink a Red Line again, I will just, I will take the right now. Read the label,
0: guys. Yes. Read the label. Just a, just a little sip. That's all. Oh yeah. But That's all you need. To know. I know we've been talking heavy about baseball. I mean, the playoffs are going on right now. You know, New York was eliminated, which I was very happy about. I don't care, you know, if you're a Yankees fan. My father-in-law is a huge Yankees fan. I tell him he sucks, <laughs> but I don't really have a a preferred team. But I know you all do. I know Tyler for sure. He's a big Astros fan.
2: I feel like Tyler should almost like open this up. Like, no,
3: I'm t- good. <laughs> I'm trying to talk less.
2: You need to talk more. I talk too much. No, no you, you don't. don't. You don't. I, and I, then I laugh too much, so it's okay.
0: If anybody's out there, just a little sidebar, real quick. Please keep track of everything that Tyler says we're going to get to later, because we could we could probably make four or five pods
1: just on the things that we should. Oh, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm oh, sorry, Chase. Go so, ahead. So, so, who who is what is your prediction for the World Series? Joe. I know it's I know it's a little early, but oh no! I'll go first if you don't yeah, want to go, go first. first.
3: So before this all started, my my thing was Rays Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably stick to that. Um, I really like what I've seen from the Astros, and I don't an Astros' homer, but man, that lineup's really tough. And for Tampa or D- no, for the, for the Astros, I, Tampa is Tampa really good. But like, you know, losing Springer a big deal for sure. But man, people forget the the quality that that Tucker's been this year, man. Like, he's probably the most underrated player in the league right now. Korea I saw Correa said that the other day. Um, he's had a monster year, and uh, I, I just—the only thing about the Astros is their bullpen sucks. I don't care what anybody says. and I know they made some trades. They suck. They really do. And you just worry about that. But man, like they're, they're starting pitchers. Game one, McCullers not old. Game two, Framber—he's like ten years old. They're throwing Garcia today, who threw when we went. Um, man, he's a really good arm. I'm worried about him tonight because he's much. His splits are much better at home than on the road. And then Arakidi going to throw game four. That's like—I think. He's not I, Granky's not in the rotation. He's been awful. And those four guys are all under 30. I'm pr- I don't think McCullers is 30. For, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you look at that lineup, they're really tough. Tampa's really good. I, I think Tampa and Astros on a collision course in ALCS. Um, God, I hate to say it. I mean, I guess my, I would say the Dodgers and Tampa in the World Series. Um, probably the Dodgers in six or seven, I guess. Uh, my heart wants to say the Astros um, and the Giants in the World Series. But I, I, let me say this, though, before we get too much. I despise the MLB's setup. I think it's stupid. The fact that the Dodgers are a wild card and they won 106 games this year is moronic, okay? So let's do it this way. Let's do it the same way that the teams get in. So once the, the four teams are in, or five teams, but four teams are in, Let's go by records then, and then reseed them. So you would have San Francisco as the one, the Dodgers as the two. You would have um, the Brewers as the three, the Braves as the four. There's no reason that the two best teams in baseball should be playing against each other. Should we play, play eight? Eight Giants. Guess what? You won 107 games. Congratulations! You play against a team that won 106 games.
1: That's stupid.
3: That's just dumb. And that's how we've always done it once again that's why I, I like baseball but baseball has lost people because of that i know they tried with the whole double wild card which is great by the way that's great tv but let's get it right so you'd be looking at the al would have stayed exactly the same which is great the nl you would have the giants versus the braves you would have the brewers and the dodgers which would be a fantastic yeah would be a fantastic series like I think it makes too much sense. you got to hope it gets to that at some point. I know eventually they're talking about getting rid of the divisions altogether or, or going more to a regionalized thing, um, which would be even better for the sport, I think. But, you know, postseason baseball is fantastic, and I'll shut up. Y'all go ahead.
0: I'd, I'd love to see – I know it'll never happen, but I have no dog in the fight, so I'm going to root for some underdogs, the White Sox and the Brewers. That's who I'd like to see. Really.
3: That's so bad for TV, but I'm with you. I get it. I,
0: I disagree completely because of the NBA Finals. That was some great TV because of who was in Yeah, the but not team. ratings-wise, though.
2: You
3: don't think? No. No, it wasn't good. Yeah, but but, but, but the, the NBA doesn't count because the ratings are so bad in the NBA right now.
2: You're choosing the White Sox when they're 0-2 against the Strokes? No, no, but he's just saying, like, in general. I'm not going like, to oh, okay. say it's, it's going to happen, but that's what you're saying, like, you would like to. See. I would love to see it.
3: Market, you know? Market-wise, it's just very difficult, like, like, the Saints being in the Super Bowl is, like, a good story. But, like, the, people in New Orleans watch the Saints. But at the same time, like, big market-wise, like, the NFL wants the Rams and the Probably. the Giants. You know what I mean? Like, I know that can't ha- happen. The Rams and the Jets, like, they want major markets. They want L.A., New York. They want the Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series. They want the Red Sox and the Dodgers in the World Series. You know, they want both coasts. They don't want a team not from the West Coast in the World Series, you know, because of they start games at midnight now. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah.
2: Well, if I had to kind of give my, like, projection, and once again, like, take my, I guess, projection, of what this is going to be, very lightly. I don't know nearly as much as the three people sitting in front of me. I don't either. So, no, Tyler, you know a lot more. I
3: only know the Astros. Yeah.
2: So here's, and this is probably a little bit nostalgia, just because we've been to Houston. Naturally, it's the it's the team that's closest to us. I'm picking for the World Series, Stros versus the Braves. That's would be, that, be a really good matchup. That's gonna be my pick. I despise the Braves. Me too, so <laughs> much. We agreed on something. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> God, I hate the there Braves. There was a legit high five here. Like, God, I hate I don't know the what Braves. What just happened there? But it was something special. And I'm I'm actually gonna pick the Braves. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pick the Braves to win it. I, I feel like I feel like if they can come out hot, which they've been a little bit mixed, right? If they can come out hot. I think they'll uh, they'll get over the shows. Now they gotta make it past the Brewers first off, right? You gotta make it past that. Uh, but I, but I think overall,
1: the Braves lineup is something serious. Yeah, it I mean, is. It's good, man. It's good. They did a great job the
3: trade deadline.
1: Yeah. They acquired Jock at the trade deadline too, right? Or
3: was that before? Um... I think that was before the year. I'm probably wrong. I, I've watched less Major League Baseball this year than I have in like the last five years. But... I, I can't
1: tell you a lot. I, I usually just watch the postseason every year. I, I don't know what's going on. I just keep up with the highlights and stuff. But
4: I think Boston beats Tampa. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be Boston and Houston in the ALCS. I'm taking Boston coming out of, to go into the World Series. Boo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the 2018 World Series rematch
3: of Boston. So, is Cora gonna get suspended again for doing something illegal with Boston? Like, I'm just, I'm just joking. Because <laughs> everybody wants to hit on the Astros, you know.
0: Have they found a different way to beat on the trash can? That's the question. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Have the Red Sox found a way, a different way, besides the Apple Watches? I'm just asking, you know, because everybody wants to beat up on the Astros, but the Red Sox did it. There, there's a plenty of evidence that the Yankees did it. Like there's a. I touched,
0: I touched on a soft spot,
3: man. You did, you did. I hate it. Don't get me wrong, they cheated, and it, it it pissed me off. But like, there are other teams who do it, and so it was somebody from the Braves. I, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it wasn't the Braves. It was a past player who came out and said. Was it Joey Gallo, maybe? Said the Astros weren't the only team doing it, aren't the only team doing it, and they took the brunt of it Mm -hmm. basically for no reason. I don't know if it was Joey Gallo, but somebody definitely said it. Um, Like trying to expose the whole thing, which, you know what, baby? We'll take that World Series title. Hey, I don't
0: blame you. like the Saints, Bounty Gate, all that shit. I'll take that uh, that Super Bowl any day. Oh, so, yeah. That's it. Oh, that's yeah. all we got. We gotta hang on to it, you know what
3: I mean? Yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens going forward. I, I I don't know how I feel about the Astros tonight. I think I think that Garcia I thought Garcia was gonna throw in Houston. Who's throwing for Chicago? Uh I'm I'm making this oh, up.
4: Season.
3: Yeah, that's it. Um but Garcia was much better at home than he was on the road. So, like, it worked out for the Astros in that he's getting his playoff feet wet on the road, which I think is a good thing now. I didn't think it was before. Um, because if you win this series, you're going to need him to win a game on the road. Now, in the next series, I still don't think Granke going to start. You asked about Granke. Dude, he was bad coming back from an injury a while back, and then he went back on the, the DL. Um, Imagine if Herlander was I know. Well, they had talked about him possibly coming back in a closer role, but there's some issues with the current players in Verlander. Um, they want, The Astros wanted him to throw out the first pitch the other night, and the players went to the owner and said no. Basically, he, he, he signed that two-year, $66 million extension. Wow. He hurt his arm right thereafter, and he hadn't been around the team at all. And players went to Crane and were like, want him to throw the first pitch, and he's been, not been around at all. So they nixed it, and I'm good with that. Like, that shows it's pretty a pretty tight-knit group. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know. It's, the Astros are a, a pretty tight-knit team. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Correa in the offseason because I know he's one of their
1: leaders. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but he's looking at, like crazy money, like 10 years, $300 million. Do you think he resigns? Somebody will. I don't think the Astros are going to do it. And no. I, I'm a Correa fan defensively for sure, but I, I don't support that. I don't, I don't think anybody's worth 10 years. I don't I, I think I think when you look at the, the, the game You look at the Giants Crawford's their shortstop I can't think of his first name Like the, the Rays Like I just think the splits Like the analytics Make too much sense Into not signing a guy To that much money That's money you could put Other other places I think for the Astros They probably I think the Pena guy Maybe the, the young shortstop prospect I think it's somebody You could plug in there You could spend that money On some more bullpen relief And I think you could Spend it in other places as well You know Um You know, Bregman signed a a, a deal a couple years ago, very team-friendly, like five years, like $96 million. Um, Alvarez is going to get paid soon. Grinky's contract's off the books after this year. You got some money. And I just don't think, to me, it makes a lot of sense to invest it all in one player. Now, when I support Correa in a five-year 150, yeah, but not a 10-year 300.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Ten years is such a long time in in
3: professional. He'd be 36 at the end of the contract.
0: In professional sports, you can fall off a cliff in six months' time. You know what I mean? He
3: had 25 home runs this year. It's the most he's hit in a season. No way. Now, defensively, his splits are just unreal. He's unreal, you know. Well,
0: that's enough about baseball. Yeah, definitely. Because Tyler Tyler will be here all night talking about baseball. (laughs) Especially
3: with a baseball guy. I over, know. Man. Come on.
0: This is, this is literally the perfect podcast. Oh, I was, so, I was so happy when I heard you were coming. I was so happy. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Look, very quickly, we're going to go over Saints. They suck even though they won. LSU's, oh, they, they do suck. I, all right, I, I revised my, my season prediction. What did I say? 11 Wait, and 6? Like, yeah. You, you, can't you
4: can't
2: revise This was a bet.
3: No, he can revise it.
0: Sure? I, I'll stick to the Wise, like, okay. But... That's whatever. Yeah. It seems like they're going to go 9-8. They're going to win one, they're going to lose one. They're going to win one, they're going to lose one. They can't one. lose next week. Well,
4: they're
0: going to buy. Hopefully some guys can kind of get healthy during that bye week. Yeah. But it's like I texted you earlier. The shitty part about it is that people were the most excited about the performance of the punter this week <laughs> as opposed to
1: anybody else. Three punts inside the three-yard line. I mean, that's... Chase, that... It was legit though, that was a great performance. I ain't no doubt. Hold on, but it's it, like,
2: you did make a comment and I was like, look, being excited is being excited. It's almost like being mad that you got a hard on. It's like, oh, no, enjoy, enjoy the process, right? Enjoy what you have. Don't think about why you had the horn on, just enjoy it. I mean, it really depends oh. on if
0: you got some place to stick it, but you know, that's <laughs> a whole different. <laughs> I was hoping you would take that. I, in took, front the, of it, I took the bait. Thank, thank, you, I like, oh, thank you so much. I took the I bait 100%. You. So, I mean, were y'all happy with that performance? I mean, it uh,
2: saints. I listened
0: to it on the radio. I mean. Yeah. Re- really quick,
2: let, let me just give you the overview. I feel like. I fucking hate to admit this, Tyler. You're right once again. Give Jameis the opportunity to throw the ball, and he's gonna fuck up. He will. That's just Jameis. But he's gonna throw the long ball. He's able to do it, and he does it well. Even, even the piss poor performance because we have a shitty <laughs> kicker of just the hail mary throwing it up. I was entertained. I was entertained, I was excited, and it gave somebody an opportunity to make a play, which we lacked, right? The past four games, it's we haven't it given guys the opportunity to step up, and I feel like Calaway stepped up, which is really good, right? Jameis was able to throw the ball. I'm not mad that he threw one hit. I'm not mad that, you know, maybe he got sacked when he shouldn't be sacked. I feel like Jameis played. I've been on Jameis' shit this whole season except for the past two weeks. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the W. I mean, I'm okay, last one, I'm okay being excited about the fucking fun. Let's just go with that. I'm, uh, it's
0: a far cry
2: from the offense that
0: we've been accustomed to, that we used to. They start out the game in the first drive, five straight passes, and he threw a pick. And he threw one away, and he threw another terrible pass. So he had two completions, a pick, a throw away, and another terrible pass. And so if I'm Sean Payton and I see that, like, yes, he's seeing the outside criticism that are coming in, that they're not opening the playbook for him, Tyler, you know. So they opened up the playbook, said, okay, let's pass, 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 pass. And in five plays, he probably made him close the back a little bit. You know what I mean? Now, he did air it out a couple times during the, during the game, but it's going to take time, I think, for that relationship between Sean Payton and James Winston to kind of flourish because he's had, he's had that relationship with Drew Brees where one was thinking what the other one was thinking, and they didn't even have to communicate. He doesn't have that with Jameis. So it'll come depending on how much or how much time we'll get with Jameis. Um, I'm actually – I'm okay with him playing kind of average this year because he's going into a contract, you know what I mean, or a contract year. So we might be able to get him again for cheap because –
1: Who's gonna spend a lot of money? Maybe somebody will. I don't think so. it's possible. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think once Michael Thomas comes back, I mean, I think that offense will kind of start to take off a little bit more. I mean, it should. I mean, we we got Kenny Stills off the
0: street. You know what I mean? He
2: yeah. <laughs> was on the practice squad. Baby. Last week. I
0: mean, he was on. He was signed to the practice squad last week. Okay. And then he got bumped up to active roster this week.
3: I mean, if you if you look at it, I I I, I saved something from earlier. The Saints are without Michael Thomas, Will Lutz, Eric McCoy, Traquan Smith, Quan Alexander, David anyamata Marcus Davenport, and Teron Armstead. Not to mention the loss, Deontay Harris, Taysom Hill today, okay? And the loss to
1: Carolina, they were out without uh, Marcel Lattimore and CJ.
3: By the way, Lattimore is, is – um, he, 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 he showed why he got paid, okay? They but
2: pay him – give him a bonus, whatever you need
3: to do. So with Jameis today, I, you know, I – I didn't think he played great, but I thought he I thought he played well enough. I thought it, it was strange. The Saints went from like not allowing him to throw the ball to like everything was down the field. Um, but you see what they liked. They you see that that deep ball is a is a is a is a player now with the Saints. And if you can run, 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 and better chunk of deep, it deep, it makes a difference. I'll say this. I thought the defense at times, like I'm watching, I'm like, man, they playing like shit. And I'm watching, I'm watching, and I'm like, nah, dog. The Saints are playing loose. Uh, I think Jeff Duncan or Mike Triplett, I don't remember, whichever one of those guys. Great follow on Twitter, by the way, if you don't. Saying there's the most zone they saw the Saints play in a long time. And, like, I'm like, man, Saints are like a man team, you know, whatever. The Saints, like, the Saints' defense is kind of like bend but don't break sometimes. And, like, if you really think about them in the red zone, its I, I'm probably wrong with stats. But it seems like they're pretty good in the red zone on defense. And so – they might bend a little bit, you know, complete some long passes and whatever. But they force a lot of field goals, and I thought they gave up more rushing yards today than usual. But they were trying not to let the the long pass beat them today, and it was a good recipe. I thought um, I didn't think I didn't think the Saints were their best today at all. But at the end of the day, like we talked about, just win, baby. And if you say if you say go three and two. Um, you Go three and two at the bye with all these injuries, right? It's gonna be interesting. Now, the biggest one to me, the two biggest to me are Lutz and McCoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you got to get McCoy it. back,
4: was out today too.
3: yeah. And but I mean, can our punter kick field goals, maybe? Oh man, <laughs> but I mean, you look at you look at like McCoy, man. Like, I'm a little confused because. They didn't put him on the IR, and he didn't play this week. So he would have been out this week anyway if it was an – so he took up a roster spot. So he must be pretty close, you know. Um, usually I think Sean Payton's a guy that gives him, like, the bye week, like gives it to him. I'm not saying that they shouldn't give it to him, but, like, maybe let's get Michael Thomas out there. Let's get Trae out there. Let's, you know, practice a little bit, get him moving around. Because, man, you get that full arsenal back, I don't think the Saints going to be setting records or anything – that's a huge difference when you get those guys back. You get on Armstead's gonna be. I think it's still a couple more weeks. But man, the most important lineman they got is is McCoy, and get that guy back. Um, you know, I like Throck Morton, whatever. But I just you, you need to get healthy. Anya has got one more game, I think. Yeah, he's out of six. Get him back, man. Like you start, you start feeling a whole lot better about your season. Um, I still don't think eleven and six. My biggest concern going forward is that Giants game, man. Like you're gonna look back later in the year and you are gonna go nine and eight instead of ten and seven and it might cost you a spot. So you gotta find a way to, to steal a game. Now, beating the Packers when you probably didn't think you would can make up for that a little bit. But you got Tampa out of the out of the break, which is tough. Um, I don't know how I feel about that game, but you gotta steal some games coming up. Um hey, man, like Tampa
2: looked good. Man. Yeah, I mean, they
3: have
1: everyone
3: back. Everyone back. I, the Saints still, though, to me, when you have everybody, not having Anyamata is going to be tough, but when you have everybody in a tough matchup for Tampa, um, I don't know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, it, they need a break. I don't like a buy early in the year. They need a break. Everybody's freaking hurt. And of course, Andrews, Pete, and Armstead are hurt. I wish they could freaking trade Armstead for a receiver, but that's another always. story.
2: Always heard. Let's put that on future podcasts. Oh, comments. dude, get back Randy Cooks. Oh God. Oh, shit. What? Marcus Colson oh, might come out of retirement. <laughs> he could. He could probably
4: still
3: do it. Willie Sneed. Oh man. Hey, but look, he he served a purpose, you know. I mean, anyway, we're so gonna buy a football. How about LSU last night, man? Everything.
0: How about LSU last night? What a it, shit show, anybody want to address that? The only thing I'm gonna say like is like. Who's going to be the next coach? Because the season's fucking done. Y'all
3: need to say what y'all need to say. I'm not going to be long. I do have something I need to say. You
0: want to go first, I really don't have much to say. It was an embarrassment. It sucked to be an LSU fan last night. um, Pretty much this whole season. It blows my mind with the, the level of recruits that we're able to... Now, look, recruiting rankings and all that yeah. shit doesn't mean shit, right? But it means a little bit. It gives you an expectation of, of what that should, what that output should be, right? Yeah. How can you do... Like, we thought Les Miles didn't do shit with his recruiting classes. This takes that to a whole other level. You know how I feel about, yeah. oh, I like, oh, uh, you know, we're personally friends. I won't yeah, say that anymore. I'm not going to sure. say that too loud anymore, you know, but uh, what in the fuck was that? It was bad. That's all I got.
1: After they didn't get it on that fourth and whatever early in the game, I, I turned it off. Yeah, it was just it was just tough to watch yeah. in, in, in general.
2: And, and you, you almost kind of feel like this this pressure to where you know coach I mean we've talked about it a little bit so this may may be a fair like an unfair comment but you almost feel like you know Coach O is on his way out right but uh, uh, you hope that there's something different here because you don't want just a a season to go to waste right but it was it was embarrassing I I don't know if it was like what was worse losing to Kentucky as bad as we lost and like Kentucky they went their ass right they just did, or is it as, or is it as bad as like the shitty jerseys they had, and they kicked their ass at the same time, right? Different
4: topic, but no, no, it's yeah. not. Tyler,
2: can you add on to this? please?
3: Kentucky's uniforms are just complete embarrassment to the state of the, <laughs> they're the commonwealth or the commonwealth of Kentucky, but. I mean, anytime you go forty-two to Kentucky's tough, but honestly, though, like as, as a, I'll use you, JB, as a, as a football player. Is there anything any more anything more demoralizing than a team that you cannot stop the run, when they're just pounding it down your throat? And who would have ever thought LSU would get to the point where physically they are not good enough against Kentucky? You know what I mean, and don't get me wrong. Kentucky's physical. Their coach is a hard-nosed guy. Like yeah, all yeah, those right, things, right. but like you should be able to over- overcome those things. Then I think LSU would win the game. No, I didn't. But I thought the game would be decently close because Kentucky's just not good enough on offense. They just not. They're, they aren't. And so they play Georgia this week. Georgia without JT Daniels is not superior on offense. So I actually think that game would be closer than what people think. But we're not into all that right now. But back to you know to LSU. I've heard some rumors that they haven't fired O yet because they can't figure out who the interim is going to be. If that's the case, that is piss poor, embarrassing for the university, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Okay, I'm not the fire the coach guy at all by any means. But if that is really the rumor that I heard last night on the whiskey and wine postgame or whatever, that just further solidifies the shit show that is LSU. Because you can find one of those guys on staff and say, hey, dude, you're the interim. And I I know, they're careful who they pick because they want to keep certain guys. They want to keep Mickey Joseph. They want to keep Corey Raymond, whatever. Nah, dog. that's what's best for the program, it's what you got to do. And I'm going to tell you all, if he he hadn't been fired, he's not being fired. Saturday in Baton Rouge against Florida at 11 o'clock in the morning, I don't think this is an exa- exaggeration. There won't be 50,000 people there. You
4: don't think
2: so?
3: I don't think so. So you, like so
2: you think they're going to almost like the fans are going to rebel a little bit? Kind of like, Kinda
3: like a, big, a, a big fuck you to the athletic my, Ryan, my, my, my brother sent me a text, and it was a good point. When when LSU suspended Will Wade, when they played Vandy, at had home basketball game. They, they actually packed it. Okay, it's a different situation. They were aggressive at a lever the whole game. Oh, yeah. This is going to be interesting. If there are people there, they're going to be yelling at Woodward about the O stuff, in my opinion. I took Brady to a game last year against South Carolina because COVID. You can only have like 40,000 people, whatever. But I re- 11 o'clock, even if they were good, it wouldn't be sold out. If they were half-assed, it would be three-quarters of the way full. They're bad. And they've lost two straight. Like, I don't know, man. Like The only thing I might save them is the weather is going to be okay, and you might have some people with the mindset of me like, maybe i got to take my kid because it won't be overly crowded. I I think they're facing an embarrassing crowd. The
0: the other thing to think about, though, when you talk about interim coaches is who in the fuck in their right mind would want to be interim coach right now? You know how many questions you're going to have to answer about things that you had nothing to do with. Fuck
3: that. Yeah, but it also allows you, though, I agree, but it also allows you, I'm just, I'm using Quarterman Raymond as an example, who's only been a DB coach. You can't do that. You can now have interim coach on, on your resume. You can now, because he supposedly he wants to be a DC, so now interim coach is on your resume. So it's hard for him to get a DC job at a, at a Power 5 when I mean, you've done nothing more than been a DB coach. He's been a good DB coach. But this is a, a feather in your cap. That's right. And it let's is. face it, most coaches are arrogant enough to think they can turn around what's going on in front of them. He probably doesn't want that, but I'm just saying.
0: I think for LSU, if you want to keep Corey Raymond, you don't do
3: that. Agreed. And you I think that's I mean? why Mickey, jo- Mickey Joseph was the, the rumor. A lot of people want Enzminger to do it. Well, I don't think Enzminger wants to do it. He probably does. Because he's retired. Why would Steve Enzminger do that? Like, why why would he do that? So, they might be in that bind. Okay. So, don't be mad when there's 40 or 50,000 people in the stadium. Like, don't – you know what I mean? Like, and I'm fine if O finishes the year. I'm in the minority there. Like, these players – the only bad thing is there's a lot for the players. And I heard um, Cole Kublik say it this morning on, on um, ESPN U Radio. He's been in that situation. When he played at Auburn, and Tuberville was the coach. You know, your coach is getting fired. Your position coach is probably gone. They're worried about their families. So, it's constant, like – you can't help but hear the noise. It's just
2: tension,
4: tension. Yeah,
3: so it's not good for anybody. And it's, it's why a lot of times Ogeron at USC, at LSU, had some success as the interim. He did a good job with it. Oh, I'm, I'm going to keep these guys, you know, whatever. And it just kind of worked out. If you get the right person in, then they can win some games. But it, whoever it is is not getting the job.
0: No. They're not getting the job. Definitely not. I think the, the pressure from LSU's athletic department comes in when, you know, Somebody called in to Ogeron's radio show. Yeah. You heard about that? Yeah, I was bad. Basically got through to talk to Ozron because he said, hey, you know, my 20-year-old sister's in the in the crowd. It's her birthday. I want you to wish her a happy birthday. So he got through the screeners, you know. When he got on, he was like, hey, you know, my sister's turning 20. She's in the crowd. And Ozron's like, oh, where's she at? I want to tell her happy birthday. He's like, yeah, you can, but don't fuck her while you're at it. Nate. Hey, I yeah, her play. name is Bay God. Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what?
3: yeah. Oh, it was bad. And, so, and then Ojero made a smartass comment. I'm sure you heard that.
0: He said he's got a fishing hole down the bayou where he puts people like that. And it's yeah. like, you can't fucking say that, man. No. You can't fucking say that. You say that in a bar when you're talking shit. I wouldn't say that on this podcast. I lied. I probably would. yeah, you, would. <laughs> no, you would. We all definitely would. <laughs> you definitely would. But and, and like but that's I the also- type of
3: thing Woodward doesn't like. Like.
0: I also don't make seven million dollars a year to be on this podcast. You know too what I'm saying? Sad, too sad. So, the, with more money, more expectation, the, the standards are a little bit higher. I'd say. So it's going to be, you know, you've got to you've got to pivot in one way or the other to escape the embarrassment that is going on currently. And it's not just the on-field product;
2: it's everything outside of that. You know. So, if I can transition really quick, speaking of embarrassment. I would like to almost like bring up to, you know, obviously all of us, right? But specifically Carl and Tyler and say, what do you guys think about the, the jerseys that we kind of recently brought up in right? So you think about the embarrassment of LSU, Let's talk about the embarrassment of the Seattle Seahawks
0: color rush in the neon green. All right, so we're going to we're gonna stop and say that this is going to be a new segment, hopefully on a weekly basis, or whenever some shitty or good uniforms come up, depending on who you ask. We're going to call it love it or hate it uniform edition. It's going to be between Tyler and myself. JB is more than welcome, and, and the guests as well. JB is
3: too nice. He likes everything. <laughs> JB
0: does like everything. So the first one, like JB mentioned, is the Seattle Seahawks neon greens. I this, fucking hate him It's embarrassing. All man. right, we agree. Fucking A. We <laughs> can move on. This is the one time. No, suck. no.
2: Well, why, no, okay. So I'm the only one that likes it. Why do you? God. Wait, hold on. Let's, let's, let's hear from you guys. Why do you hate it? And then I want to hear what Chase like let say, why do you like it? Because I'm not 24.
0: And Chase is, I think. Right? No, <laughs> there's, there's, there's
3: really no, there's no answer. Like, to me, you just look at them, they're ugly. So, like, it's it's hideous. Like, I don't. I don't like that, like, okay, we went back to the whole social media and instant gratification and whatever. Okay, it's not the same thing, but it kind of is to me. Like, those types of uniforms fit into that same standard for me. Like, I don't like Oregon's uniforms, football uniforms. Oregon played the national championship football one year and wore, like, gray and white uniforms, and that's not even their school colors. Like, you know what I'm saying? They played in the biggest stage of college football and didn't wear their uniforms. The Seahawks, like I could see it, cause like that's kind of a part of
4: their scheme. Awful, awful, Floor's yours, shit. I
1: mean, I could definitely see it, but it's I'm a, I like different. I mean, nobody else has that those color schemes in any sports. I mean, aside from the the, the Seattle the new hockey team. Um, which everybody follows, <laughs> the or something. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's I even, know. you don't see that color combo in sports. So like, once you see like that that bright neon green, it just it catches my eye. I, I, I it stands like out. It. out. Yeah, it by, stands
2: out. But by the way, my my, my Nike uh, Air Max 90s, my one of the secondary colors is the neon green. Mm-hmm. So okay, but that's, I'm not I'm not totally against Chase's point. I'm just. It's just a little bit much. Can I sit, just say that? like a little bit much. It's a little over saying, the top. Can, you, you can, yeah. I mean, especially with the socks. Like, it, If you didn't have the like lime, lime green socks, maybe it's okay. What about if they wore navy pants with the not green terrible.
3: Babies? Terrible. Even worse. Really? I think it's even worse.
0: It works as a tertiary color. What's that mean? Like an ancillary color. What's that mean? Like a secondary A secondary or a third. But but I I will say... You did throw out like a bunch of complicated
1: words. words,
3: I'm like, what the the fuck is this? I'm sorry. So like, okay, as much as I hate to admit this, I think that is going to become more of the norm than like the example, the Yankees' pinstripes. Like that is going to become what you notice when you see the Seahawks. The the pinstripes are what you think of when you think of the Yankees. So I think like someone like me who likes classic uniforms, that's going to become not the norm. You know what I mean? You look at more and more teams, like the White Sox had those whatever uniforms that they put out there that is just complete embarrassment to the game. Like. That is becoming more of the norm, which, by the way, I do like some different baseball uniforms, much to what Carl doesn't think.
0: They're very few and far between. Yeah, they are.
3: They are. <laughs> because I'm a traditional guy. Like, I made the comment that the Red Sox are wearing a red jersey right now. I like when the Red Sox wear their white Red Sox jersey at home. I, I appreciate the Yankees, who I despise, wearing their their white pinstripes at home and their gray on the road. And that's what they do. Like, I support those types of, those types of things.
4: But
1: especially like as a current player in baseball, whereas in any sport, I
4: mean,
1: you go into your locker room and look into your locker, it's like, man, we can wear these jerseys. Like, so it, it, as a player, it's like, you look good, you play good. So a lot of those times the players might love those jerseys, so it's like they might perform the best. Or it's kind of like that little mindset, it's like, man, like these are sick, Like we're going to fuck up whoever we're playing today. It's like, they Kind of like competitive edge. Just like not if not if Tyler's your coach. You no, I agree. <laughs> wait, wait, I, but hold on. I you,
4: agree. You made a point that like probably a fact that not many people know that it's that
2: starting pitcher who would typically decide. In baseball, yeah. Like, do you know any
1: like insight on that, or is that just kind of the, the way it works? Like you, usually, like if you're on a winning streak, you, you never mess with a winning streak, according to Bull Durham. Which I mean, it's true. So like say personal case, we wore the same jersey top for six games in a row. Obviously they get washing stuff after the game, but it's you won six games in a row, why why, why change, change stuff? It? Yeah. So I mean I was a catcher in high school and yeah, I did the don't same. Tell
0: me you didn't I didn't watch shows. I didn't watch anything. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> He's a I stunk like a motherfucker too, bro. <laughs> it was gross. I don't know, I was really superstitious about everything. Are y'all
2: done
0: with this one? Oh yeah. Uh,
2: well, I think I think I think we're like uh so two against. I'm like and I'm, I'm playing the neutral. you too nice, and then I'm too nice to pick his, a side. His, his, yeah. his, his, his thumb so up. go to the other one. All right, Ten- Tennessee's dark Okay, if you look at the, the hype video, I'm going last. The hype video is legit. Can I can love you the hype picture video. Again? Yeah, I love the hype video. The hype video is good. This is the thing. When you look at the picture, I'm pissed that the dude wore a fucking orange like, likes me, because I feel like it fucks it up. I feel like it's the white, it, it's the uh it's the Oh, I that, that is throwing it off. It, it's, <laughs> excuse me, totally throwing it off. I feel like it's Color Rush for Saints, except black. Okay, okay. I see that, yeah. Right? So I'm not mad at it, I just don't like the black with the white helmet. I think that throws it off. If they would have a black helmet, I would be down. I,
0: I really the orange helmet. Shit. I, really, I,
4: looks like.
0: I really like it. All right? You do I'm, like it? I do like it, 100%. And I'm going to tell you why. There is not a goddamn thing that's exciting about Tennessee football. <laughs> so they got to do something to generate some buzz, okay? Hype videos and different uniforms, and I get it. You know what I mean? And so yes. I'm, I'm here for it. Yes. Get, your, get your shine on. You know what I mean? I, I dig it. Yep. You want
2: to yeah. go? No.
3: No. I, I'm going last. So, are y'all I'm, done? Chase, what do you got
1: to say? Man? Approve or... Approve or disapprove? I'd rather the Seahawks jerseys in my opinion. I agree with you about the white helmet. I, it just throws it Something's just off about that uniform combo. I mean, maybe if the, the guy had another matching orange to make him look to compensate for it. I mean right. I, I don't know, but I, I get I get the idea behind it. It, it. It's different. But the white helmet that's just I don't like that. Let's just
3: call it poo We're calling it that. So I am looking at the University of Tennessee. I'm looking at their official colors. It's orange and white and then they have an accent color of smoky. Smoky gray. They 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 added that their mascot. <clears throat> so are y'all in support of LSU wearing red and red and blue no. next week? Okay, me either. So why the hell is Tennessee wearing black? It's not even one of their colors. It's stupid. It yeah, looks it looks bad. It's stupid. So I guess the Saints should wear green and white next week.
0: Green and white. St. Patrick,
1: yeah, I mean, green and white. Over. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or maybe the Patriots should yeah. wear purple and gold. Okay. I'm,
0: let's 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 bring it into perspective here. Why? Red and blue is not black or gray. Why? What? It's, because not because this, not, it's not one of this. It's not
3: one of those school colors. Look, I'm showing you right now. No,
0: I get I get the school color aspect of it. Like you taking it and you running with it and you flying off away with it. You know what I'm saying? If the Saints if the Saints wore an old gold, well, that's one of their colors. So, yeah. if LSU did an all black, I'd be down for it with the purple. It would be ugly. I like their basketball. That's, that's why they color. weren't any good. Who?
3: LSU basketball wasn't any good when they wore all black. They hadn't worn that since, like, 2000, probably. Right, when
0: we get the pair on here, finally, I'm going to tell them to wear
3: them. Then, then, then I'm not going to like him anymore.
1: What about the Pelicans Mardi Gras Okay,
3: okay, so that's a little bit different. Or
1: what about the, the red, white, and blue? I mean, their colors are navy and red.
3: Yeah, well, so Mardi Gras is a little bit different because of the theme of the league, which we won't even get into all of that because we've had that discussion and how embarrassing the Valley is and all that in the uniforms.
4: He, he hates that
3: shit. It's so like bad. It. Like it's a, it's a disservice. Yeah, it's, like
1: like it's like the city connected baseball. I gonna it's, like it's a
3: disservice. It's a disservice of the team. But I think those uniforms are horrible. But Tennessee lately has wore bad uniforms. Like they wear the, all the Smokies, which is terrible. But it's because they've been irrelevant. So, you look at Alabama. I don't care if Alabama lost. I don't care. They can win a national championship. They wear the same uniform all the time. Georgia, same thing. Iowa, who's not good, but they're like top five, same uniforms all the time. Uh, Penn State, same uniforms all the time. Right? So, you're looking at the teams in the top five. Ohio State, they have a different uniform. It's the same shit. They don't change their uniforms.
0: Oh, they actually, Ohio State came out with an all scarlet. Yeah, yeah. It's not
3: that different, though, is what I'm saying.
0: Not, but it still looks good. But it's not different
3: than their school colors. Okay, that's fair enough. So my point is, the teams who will wear the shit, wear uniforms. They, they are a little different. LSU does sometimes, too. They wear their school colors. Kentucky beat LSU yesterday. Will they beat LSU? LSU's god-awful right now, okay? But it's why Kentucky has six wins right now, and the, the best season they'll ever have will be ten wins, and they'll play in the Sugar Bowl, and, yeah, they're happy, okay? Relevant teams don't wear ugly shit like that, okay? Right, or so
0: what do you say about LSU's? True gold. Like, old gold. Bullshit.
3: What do you mean? They're
0: all gold. Like, old gold. They wore them uh, <clears throat> when Fournette was
3: there, I believe. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it because purple and gold yeah, are their colors. Gold is
0: not really. That's no. a whole nother conversation. We'll get to that later, how LSU's gold is wait wait, wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. Say it again?
0: We'll get to that later. Okay. I did that on purpose, by the way. But but it is but it is one is, of their colors. LSU's gold is not really gold. It's really, like, mustard yellow. Again, I'm Yeah. Like those, all sort of, those are, but it, but they it was haven't, a. They haven't worn them at all. It was it's a. a white, but that was like their original like, colors. But yeah. it was I their like original those.
3: colors. Yeah. I like,
4: those.
3: like, I mean, I, I don't know. Tennessee's uniform was god awful, one. I actually think that when they wear their normal uniforms, they're actually pretty nice. I
2: like the normal. Uniforms. I, so you bring up a great point that some teams just want to get attention. Which I don't blame them. Right? Sure. Like that's that's what that's what it is these days, like social media, hype videos, like that's what gets likes. But they don't streams. win. They don't. Which is the ultimate decider. But if you can boost your ratings up for a second, why would?
3: You look at Oregon. Oregon is the answer to that, right? But Oregon is not con- consistently won right. re- with all the advantages yeah. they have. They have not consistent. Florida State even tried to change their uniforms at one time, and did not consistently win. the The, the big boys still win.
2: Right. And, so, I, I don't think we should talk about this. But Notre Dame, there was a big like Notre Dame's jerseys are like like beautiful. Their, their uniforms overall are just like consistent. Carl
3: probably hates them. But
2: hold on, hold on. Just like called, Notre Dame. Hold on, the helmets went from like gold to fucking chrome gold, like shiny gold, That's right? Why, why is that? I would say that's to the point to where, like, it draws your attention to it. Because I think that's tradition, right? Like, when you get the gold helmet, like, that means that you're a part of the team. Yeah. Right? So, but I feel like it's extra shiny these days. Yeah. Because I think it draws attention to it, right? Therefore...
3: It also can be, though. Like, the helmets are different. Like, just helmets in general are different. Like, I mean... 20 years ago, it couldn't be that shiny. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just a different, like...
0: But you got to see, too, is, like, every single recruit that takes an official visit, goes, gets dressed up, wears whatever uniform they want, takes pictures, has, like, a 360 camera posted to Instagram, Twitter, and all that shit. So it is important to the people. It's not the, the deciding factor, right? But it will make somebody maybe take a look.
1: Also, yeah unfortunately to that point to you start to interrupt no you're good. going to that point it's like say you have a little kid that's turning on the tv and watching their first college football game and they see the notre dame new helmet it's like man that's so cool and become an instant fan of notre dame so it's like maybe they're going like to to draw the younger crowd out i mean could be look I've, I've 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 had the privilege
2: of walking on notre dame's like state of that field, right There's just something. Everybody's watching, rooting. That's this could be a totally different pod, right? Like the advantage that Notre Dame has, being that it's a private college, that they have a movie about itself, right? And that you can go and take a tour. You can go to South Bend, take a tour, and walk on the field. That's an advantage that
1: a lot
2: of
3: people don't understand. Hold on, I love when things work out to my point. (laughs) I'm looking at last year's recruiting. Okay. I'm, hold on, I'm still looking. Wait, yeah, right. me, hold on, hold look, on.
0: No, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one thing. Their high academic standards are kind of a deterrent for recruiting. You know what I mean? So that and Stanford, those kind of things. You know what I mean? You, you pretty much have to cut it on the books, regardless of what they got on the field, the uniforms. All right, how, how low down is the recruiting class from a?
3: No, I'm going, I'm going to top 35 players. The only one who is at a school that's not a traditional uniform is one player that's going to Maryland from last year. That is it. Everyone else has gone to LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, like like Miami, just traditional stuff. So the whole uniform thing, while it's great to watch, players don't like. They don't feed into they it. They don't. Man. They at the end of the day. Oh, Oregon uniforms are wonderful. And Oregon's a bad example because they're they're relevant now. But look at most like, okay, Kentucky's got awful uniforms. Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you're still gonna go play for Saban. You're still gonna go play for Ryan Day. You're you're gonna go play at LSU, I guess. Like
0: But you you're looking at like let, let's be honest. The teams that have all let's be honest. <laughs> the teams the teams that have all these alternative uniforms are kind of middle of the pack teams, right? And so you're talking about middle-of-the-pack recruits as well. So if they're split between two schools with a traditional uniform and maybe one with an alternate uniform, they may lean toward the other one just to look cooler. You know what I mean?
4: Maybe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Or Kentucky Nike versus Jordan. Versus. Yeah, no doubt. No I mean, doubt. That's a huge thing in basketball. Or you want to play the coach game? Cool. I don't know. He's getting old. But I mean, like, like Michigan's with Jordan now. I mean, all these schools are starting to go to Jordan to get all Jordan apparel. I mean, I love Jordan stuff. So it's like, if I had an opportunity to go back and go to one of those schools, it's like, do I want to wear just Nike or do I want to get the exclusive Jordan stuff and have all the Jordan gear? It's like. That's a
0: no-brainer. You take your own Right, Right. Yeah. So there's kind of, not to circle back on your, your history and past and everything, but knowing what you know now, you've been in the minors for seven years, six years, seven years. Um, if you had a chance to go back and do it all over again, do you think you'd go to college or you'd go straight to the pros like you did? Same exact,
1: identical situation? Yeah. No. No? No. You go college route? No, I wouldn't change a thing. I got you. I, I you wouldn't, wouldn't. I mean, the only thing that I really missed out on with a college education and the whole college experience, but I mean, in my contract, I can go back to school whenever within two years. So it's like school is paid for. But, I mean, just the opportunity that I had at such a young age—it was life-changing. And I mean, Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, say had I gone to college, I wouldn't have met my fiance or I wouldn't be living in Youngsville or just all the uncertainties, but the only the thing that's hard for me to grasp is mm-hmm. I just wish I had all the knowledge that I have now when first you started. When I first started. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I
1: mean, I feel like that's in any aspect Anything, of Anything, yeah. It's kind of like the
0: point you made earlier. I wish, wish I knew we were in the good times until afterwards. 100%, you 100%, know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. It kind of circles back to that 100%. So I just thought it was it was a good point to go back to because we were talking about, you know, deciding on schools mm-hmm. and
2: things like that. Well, so, but but it, bring, it brings a point up to where, like, sometimes you get a, a, a fork in the road, right? You get an A and a B. And it's okay, like, if A is what, in your mind, is the right road. Mm-hmm. But when you look back, B was like, oh my gosh, B should have been it. Yeah. Like that's okay, because you you were you were a man or a woman, right? You you fucking nutted up, right? and you you made a decision, and I think that's broke, right? I like, thought I made the best decision team. at the current time.
1: You did. Yeah.
2: You made the best decision, which now scoped your life to what it is now, right? Which is fucking amazing, right? Which I think is so Much more than what most people say. I would say most people look at life oh, most and they're fucking afraid of it, mm-hmm. and they're afraid of the shit that's about to be out. And it's okay to be afraid, but you gotta eventually, eventually, you gotta nut up, right?
3: And take on challenges,
2: you eventually, you gotta nut up, take on challenges, and be like, fuck this, let's go. You gotta get right? comfortable with
0: the uncomfortable. Dude, dude. Stop exercising, start training. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's what JB has on his shirt right now. <laughs> and you bet not, damn yawn on a fucking Zoom. Don't yawn on a fucking Zoom. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I love it, guys. I love it. You no, know, I, I
4: don't
2: know. I feel like this is like something love, right?
0: it, it is, and I feel, like it is. I feel like from here on out, I'm gonna yawn every time you talk. Let's <laughs> go to, Astros. Just to just to do it. Now, I know that real quick. We've kind of run a little bit long, but that's because we had a good guess, you know. But yeah, we did have a, a user-submitted, follower-submitted oh, question on our IG. JB, you want to take that yeah, away for it. us? Okay,
2: hold on. My, my boy, Brian Eisenman, one of my best friends, growing up. Let, me, let me get to it. He, he asked the question of, um, hold on, let, let, let me read it verbatim so I, don't, so I don't screw it up. Why do you like your favorite sport? How did you get involved with it originally? And what sport did you favor growing up to now? So in comparison, like where you are to now, right? And then why do you hold it so close? That is some deep shit, real quick. Cool. Before
0: we before we go, I want to thank Brian. You know, if anybody has a question, please feel free to reach out. We'd be Get happy up, to man. answer your questions. Oh, yeah. We love the interaction, whether we're here at Cornermore or whether it's through IG or Facebook or Tyler's X. soon-to-be uh, Twitter account that he's going to manage. <laughs> Excuse me. That was just a subtle suggestion. JB
3: can set it up. I'll manage it. All right. There we go. All right. All right. Hold on. We've, <laughs> let me put on my Hold, on. Okay. Hold we've, on. We've
0: accomplished something. Anyway, thank you for your, your your questions. We'll let Chase go first,
1: man. I mean... So, so can, can, can you... So I'm a visual person. Yes. You
3: got it. Favorite sport, why? So on and so forth.
1: So why do, why do you like your favorite sport? I mean, growing up, I... Did baseball, basketball, and football, and um, the other two obviously I liked, but baseball there was just something different about it that just kind of stuck to me. The competition, I mean, the the chess match within the game, um, so that kind of stood out to me differently. I loved football, just played offensive line at six foot tall, 200 pounds. I wasn't gonna go play at the next level. Can I stop you real quick? I played right guard at 5'8 and 150
0: pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had me pancaked every time. But he also didn't <laughs> play SCO. <laughs> play. <laughs> I played at barwick we were uh,
1: 3 and 37 in my four years. So. Uh, how did I originally get involved with it? So, just like a young kid, I mean, playing T-ball and stuff. And this is actually a true story. Um, playing t-ball my first year I actually wanted to quit in the middle of the season because I, I absolutely hated baseball and my parents made me stick with it they're like you're not gonna quit in the middle of the year um,
3: good parents
1: l- luckily I made the all-star team at the end of the year so that was really fun and a, a huge accomplishment at being seven years old so I was like let me just try it the next year so the next year was coach pitch and Raked in coach pitch, and I mean, I really think that's where I really fell in love with it. Um, and then I'm, I'm really happy that I stuck with it. Um, what sport do I favor now? I still love baseball, but I've kind of taken an interest in football and just kind of being able to understand it a little bit more. Being a a GM of three fantasy football leagues, I mean, (laughs) I I take pride in that. I look forward to football season every year, and I'm the guy that starts mock drafting three months in advance and just don't even know what pick I have just to see what's going to be available. Okay, so you need to go listen to episode
0: something or another. I don't remember what it was. I, I detail my draft strategy. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it probably won't win you the championship, but it'll get you there. <laughs> hold Carl. On, hold on, hold
2: on after this week, I'm gonna be four and one. In there you go. Okay. Yeah. Bas- your strategy, in a practical sense, did it? I'm gonna be four and one. Basically,
0: in a in a PPR league, you draft wide receivers first three picks. Wide receiver, wide receiver flex. And then you go to everybody else.
1: I mean, I to. I feel like he should be running your, your team because I think you some trades and you don't you do you don't get them. I'm like, hello. Yeah. I'm 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 almost like Tyler with
2: uniforms with trades. Yeah. Like once I draft my team, mm-hmm. like that's my team. So you kind to, of grow attached. Yeah. I I you to grow attached to, to, to a
0: fictional a fictional teammate. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really
2: is. And for me to accept the trade, it almost has to be like over
1: like over the top. Really that makes sense. I know. I'm sorry. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, ahead, I'm, I'm a sorry. guy that if a guy has a shit week, I'm, I'm, he's on the trade block.
2: He's done. I can, I I'm can gonna get that. him out of
1: here. Freaking Miles Gaskins today. I started him the first four weeks, didn't get over ten points, and he, I sit him. Goes off for thirty-one. I'm like, well, I, I guess that's karma. <laughs> not Always. emotional at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you, you so Miles Gaskins on the trade week next week. Hey. Okay. He's on the block. He's on the look, block.
0: look for him in one of the three leagues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but oh, Paul, t- tell us,
0: like, you're a little bit of insight. I grew, up, yeah. I grew up loving baseball. Um, I started hey, probably, college. yeah. I mean, I can remember every morning before school watching Sports Center. Um, every afternoon watching Sports Center. Remembering. Batting percentages, RBIs, home runs, uh, stolen bases—just shit like that. Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite player. Oh my like I had two or three posters mm-hmm. of Ken Griffey my kid. On, on my wall. What's the matter with that? No, just because no. you like you were you were coming up during Mickey Mantle's <laughs> <NBA>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not.
3: I'm not a Griffey guy, but I, I got. It.
0: I, I love Griffey. I mean, he was making. Okay, we. Talked I, I get about, it. I get it. We talked about uniforms and the attention that it brings. He was making catches, robbing home runs that brought the attention. And as a seven-year-old, that was like, holy shit. His swing was silky smooth. It made me love the game. Also, I played it more than I played anything else. And I played, you know, tackle football, and I don't know if I ever played basketball, but uh, I love the sport. Now, as I got older, I've gravitated, like you, toward football. Mm-hmm. I, I play golf, so I, I like golf. He's good. I'm okay. Not great. But, you know... Golf gives me that competitive outlet that I don't have in any of those other things because, let's face it, besides you, we're all old and can't really do that, you know? Like, been playing beach volleyball and love it. So fun. Tyler hasn't showed up to one game. Actually, he did, but he brought his kids to watch. So I'll
3: talk about competitive in a minute.
0: But So, you know, it started off as, as baseball, and I was just so enthralled with everything baseball. And as time went on after probably after college I, I didn't have the amount of time to dedicate to watching baseball or keeping up with it because there's so much going on and it's not very I don't say it's not entertaining you just have to enjoy that solid entertainment yeah. the chess matches as, as you call yep. it you know what I mean and there's nothing wrong with it it's just football and more particularly college football because of the parity and the changeover year after year that's what draws me keeping up with recruiting cycles and things like that so right now it's college football even though lsu sucks and i don't want to watch any college football but typically that's my jam tyler
3: uh so for me i'm i'm, so I'm obviously a baseball coach growing up actually my favorite sport was basketball um for most of my life i actually thought i was gonna be a basketball coach um and you know so it, it, we actually said earlier, Ryan, my uh, brother, was a baseball coach. And so that's really the only reason I got into baseball. Um, but, but now, like, I couldn't imagine coaching basketball at all. Uh, I watched basketball games. Not pro. I can't stand NBA basketball. Um, but I watched basketball games, and I think, like, from what I played, obviously, I was not really good at anything. I was, I was average, I would say, at best at all three. Um, but I played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. Um, but I'm kind of with you, Chase, in that the strategy of baseball was always very enticing. Because I think for the casual person who's watching the baseball game, they just think, oh, you throw a strike, you hit it, you know, whatever. There's so much more that goes into that, and people can't understand why people don't do this and this and this, and you're trying to think through people ahead. Um, Griffey, you know, I, you know, it's interesting you say that. I, I was never really a Griffey guy, but I get it. Because he made he made baseball, for lack of a better word, sexy, I think, <clears throat> for a lot of people. and yeah. By the way, the Mariners on, I think it was uh, PlayStation, or Nintendo 64, the greatest team ever assembled. Uh, That never won a championship, right? Randy Johnson, Jay Buter, all those guys. Anyway, um, so for me, I think basketball was my favorite sport growing up, but baseball is now. But I think I have the most interest in watching football. Um, But I think it's because it's so popular and it's so whatever. But I will say, I will say, the two greatest days to me, are the first day of uh, March Madness in March, obviously. Um, I think that's one of the best days of sports. And I actually think the first day of regionals in the NCAA baseball tournament is as good as it gets. If you really have an opportunity to sit at home when the regionals start and they're on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN3, you can literally watch any college baseball game there is and to me, that's as good, you know, that, that's as good of a day as there is. Obviously, big league postseason, and my team's relevant, so I give a shit. But if my team wasn't relevant, I could give two shits. So because my team's relevant, I'm gonna watch. I, I'll watch the you know Red Sox right now in an extra inning, so I'll care. But if the Astros lose the next three games in this series, which they do, you know, look for me somewhere. But if, if you know when they're out, I probably won't care as much. When my team's relevant. Postseason baseball is as good as it gets because the NBA is not worth a shit. The NFL, when your team's out, do you really care? I don't. I don't watch the Super Bowl if the Saints aren't in it. I don't watch it. I don't. I, I still. I, still
0: watch, I still watch it. I don't. I don't care because
3: I'm. The, of course, y'all gonna hammer me for this. Always. I don't. I don't like the commercials in the Super Bowl. Jesus.
0: I d- there's people that watch the Super Bowl. Exactly. Just fucking commercial Exactly, today. Exactly.
3: And I'm not that guy. All I, right, w- so I want to watch the content.
0: What I've what I've learned from 15 episodes, or actually I guess it would be 17 since 2 didn't air, of <laughs> talking point. with Tyler yeah. is that if 97% of people go to the right, he's going to be part of the 3% that goes <laughs> left. No matter what it is. It's just how no I feel. Matter, you
3: know? Oh, I, I do want to address something else you said about the whole competitive thing. You know, because I... I'm so tired of hearing so much shit about not wanting to play beach volleyball, the the volleyball shit here, like, I don't need the competitive juices that I think, like, a lot, and uh, JB and I had this conversation today, like, so many people play softball, play volleyball for the competitive part, I spent my entire spring in competitive juices that, like, I'm a, y'all think I'm a bad person to talk to now? I'm just a vile person to talk to when we lose and whatever else. So for me, it's like, for months, this is, goes on. I need to turn it off. And I'm an extremely competitive person. I think it's important for me to turn that switch off. And I didn't for the first however many years of my coaching career. And now that I have kids, like I told JB, the one thing I enjoyed about no, there was a lot of things I enjoyed about at Central, but one thing I enjoyed about was we played 15 minutes from where I live. So that 15-minute ride from our field to my house was extremely important to me because when I got home, I wanted to be able to Put all that aside When I got home with my kids And so for me I don't I don't feel the need To be competitive Every day in my life Like I feel like No let me back up Profession I'm in Is a competitive profession And so like I feel like I need some To turn it off And breathe And like If I'm gonna go play volleyball I'm gonna be competitive Whether I'm good Or not good Or whatever I can give a shit Cause I am who I am But like I need time To turn that off And like Me and my wife have been together for a while. I still don't think she understands that yet. Like, I want to win in everything I do. And so, like.
0: Is it so bad that we just want to hang out with you outside of the park? So, why do we have to play volleyball? Because that's what we're doing. Like,
3: That's what I'm saying. But, like, why can't we go somewhere else and do that?
0: We can go to a bean town. That's
3: what I want to do. That's my deal. So, like, my my answer to that is I want to travel. Like, I want to go do something.
0: I'm sorry that we can't travel on Thursday nights, but that's a good alternative. this beach volleyball. You know what I'm saying? No, and I'm go-
3: and I'm gonna do it, and I'm sure it'll be fine. It's not. It's not what y'all think. It's just.
0: No, I, I get it. It. It's just. The I fact. really. I go
3: gotta turn it off because yeah. man, like. I, it can
0: I be a mental it can be break. It can be yeah, bugs. I
3: need it. Like I need that break. I yeah. do
0: get it, and see what most of us have. That my profession isn't really competitive in a sense. Like I don't compete against somebody else that's right. sitting next to me. I compete against other companies. Right. So it, it takes the the personal aspect out of it. So being able to go and compete in something, whether it's golf or not beach volleyball or whatever, fills that void that's been left. I get since it. I didn't get to play, you know, baseball or anything else after after high school. You know, so it fills that void when that void is already filled by your profession, because you're directly competing against other people all the time on the other side mm-hmm. for four or six months out of the year, you know
3: what I mean? And and I, I just, like, for me, I feel like I have to relax. Like, I'm not even doing Team Louisiana this summer because, like, Brady's getting older, obviously, and that's coming. And, you know, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll play it a competitive way, but, like, I just feel like, for me, I have to step away from it. When I go to the beach, like, I'm not, you know, people get competitive. about what, I'm just not that person. Like, I am a competitive person, but I want to breathe. Like, I want to breathe. And so, like, I'm going to live and die by every pitch of the Astros today as much as I can, you know what I mean? Which is not a good thing, by the way. Like, it's not a good thing for me. I need that break. And I, I just think a lot of people can't understand that who aren't into – and I, you can probably understand that, like, although you're probably more competitive than I am. But, like, you just you just need that break sometimes. And it's hard for people to understand that who aren't in that profession, I think, sometimes. That's, that's my opinion.
1: It, it, it gets stressful sometimes. I mean, it's – where you're competing every day, day in and day out. Yeah. It's like, you, you you don't have that mental relaxation day where it's like, damn, I just, I just want to watch TV all day.
3: Yeah, I don't so want to talk about baseball.
1: Right. And I feel like that. Like, whenever I get home, it's like, from a season, it's like, man, I've been doing baseball from February to September. It's like, don't talk to me about baseball. Yeah, you, you want
3: to watch football. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I want to go play beach volleyball or right? yeah. I want to hang out with my friends. It's like, yeah, that's my job and my career and stuff. But it's like I don't. That's like, this is my downtime to get away from that. Yeah. I, I'm so consumed in that. And it's honestly consumed my life. It's just, yeah. I need that little mental break. It's like. I just need to take a step back. And, and I think
3: it's I think it's healthy for everybody. And like for me, like I you know I played three sports in high school, so I never had that break ever. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated, for me, I always said I didn't want to play softball. I didn't want to do those things. I just wanted to relax and not for however many years play all those sports. I wasn't burnt out or anything like that, but it was like I just wanna chill for a second. Right. Like, I just you know well,
2: it's funny you say that because I, I like I play beach volleyball, But right? I don't wanna play soccer, like uh softball, right? Like, I just there's no like I played baseball before. And I I just don't want to. It's just really weird. It's different.
3: Softball is the biggest thing for me. I have no desire to do.
2: We did it for one
0: season. And you you tell really quick because, like you're saying, I'm extremely competitive. Like, I don't let my kids beat me. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me. You know what I mean? You're not not, going to beat me because I let you. Now, I might give you a point so you don't lose 21 to nothing. (laughs) But you ain't going to beat me unless you really beat me. But... Not everybody's mentality is the same when you go into these intramural sports like softball or whatever. It's the same way in volleyball. We got some... that mind. But the reason why we invite you is because we want to hang out with you outside of this. Well, no, uh, yeah, 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 it's everybody. honestly
2: more of a social thing. I would, Carl I would, says
3: that he's being nice to me because we're on the air. That's besides <laughs> the point.
2: I mean, I'll tell so, you to go fuck off if I, <laughs> if I need to. If I could sum up this conversation, it would say... it. Like, I don't believe that there's such a thing as balance, right? I feel like balance is bullshit because there's no such thing. It's, it's more of priority. You have to priority prioritize excuse me, what's most important in your life, whether it's sports, whether it's family, whether it's like your job. A lot of times it's just simply priority. So sometimes being competitive is not as much a priority because you've already got your feel for that, right? So your priority, therefore, needs to be family. And I respect that so much. Or Coral, for you and I, we don't get like we compete in business, but there's no like like we can't talk shit, right? Like yeah. that, that doesn't exist. So for us, maybe it is like being able to talk shit at a beach volleyball, right? Like maybe that is the case, right? Like, yeah. I, I think overall, it's more of what do you need to perform at the highest level that you can, and only you know that. That's right. sure. So, right. So. The biggest if I could give any advice, which hopefully hopefully people take this as like, you know, something serious, but be self-reflective. If you understand yourself, you understand everybody else. Right? If you can understand the way you're feeling and how you react to those feelings, you control everything that you have. Right? Absolutely. So I think it's more of prioritize in life than being like, what's most important? No doubt. Well, you know, to, to conclude this
0: podcast, do you want to go and have a, a go at the question? Oh, shit. Man. You didn't even answer the question. You got so wrapped up in the emotional oh, speech. Look, I'm, I'm you, with it. I'm with it. I'm, I, I'm I with could,
2: it. I could feel it. Right? Really I could feel quick. it from across this, the table. Carl, thank you for setting me up. Um, born, like I feel like I was born to be a baseball player. Um, you know, we all experience different things in baseball, right? So whether it's coaches or own our own ability, like – as we continue to grow, we adapt and, and, and grow right? And unfortunately, I just didn't grow in the being able to hit a fucking baseball. So I'm, the fucking dude, I love baseball. I, I just couldn't hit I couldn't fucking hit for, for anything. So the negative reinforcement that I got for baseball, I got that positive reinforcement from football. I could work really hard, I could be in the weight room, I could work my ass off, I could hit people in the mouth when everybody else was scared, and I got that pos- positive reinforcement from football, so naturally when I got a little bit older, went through puberty, I just naturally went for a jump for football. So, I love baseball, transition to football, and I always say football has been my first love, right? They say, that there's a saying, that you never get over your first love, ever. Football was by far my first where, love. Where is this going? <laughs> this is it. This is it. This, this is it. Yeah. Football was my first love, and I'll never get over it. So, in, in, in essence. I was talking to some way, you know. <laughs> different podcast. Different yeah, podcast.
0: We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to
2: that later.
3: Maybe we'll be in Chi Town this weekend. Who knows? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: All right. So if anybody, no, who am I kidding? Ain't nobody listening to
3: Chicago. <laughs> Carl, Carl's go back out. He's not gonna come, but JB and I, I might be I'm there. Already there. My, my
0: I'm already, I'm already there. I'm, I'm pretty
3: sure that's happening with me. So
0: have your, have your wife. She already did. Wife. All right. So we. She said she's
3: talking to you. Well,
0: that's fine. I wanted to go to New York City, but like. You never been in Chicago? Uh-uh. The bean. Let's go. We're going to flick it. Flick it. We're going to flick the shit Let's out Let's do it, of baby. Here.
3: Let's moon it. Let's
0: flick the beam, baby. We can do whatever we want. We can set up a table that says drunk on a bucket out there. oh <laughs> But well, look, Chase, thanks so much for coming out and hanging out with us, man. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. We, we even went, like, probably about 45 minutes longer than what we typically Ooh, yeah. So.
3: Just for you, baby. Well,
0: the conversation was good. And so when a conversation is good, you can't fucking shut right. it down. Right. You can't cut it short. You can't shut that down. Look. Feel free, I know you're in for for the off-season, so
1: if you ever want to come back on, come
0: on, I would love to come back on.
1: This was shooting shit, drinking some beer. I mean, this is the perfect ideal Sunday
0: afternoon. Hey, it, it can't get much better than this, but listen. Everybody out there, if you got a question, hit us up on IG, soon to be Twitter. If you get an asshole response, it's because Tyler's monitoring it. (laughs) And always remember this is going to be our catchphrase you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Thanks so much, guys. Love y'all.